0: Hi, lovelies. Welcome to Behind the Yellow Door podcast. I'm your host, Santa Segaro. I'm the money mentor who is obsessed with all things financial well-being and our well-being in general. I frankly share the lifestyle behind the budget. And I love the idea of us being educated by having casual discussions that can help us in all areas of our life. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, dear lovelies. I want to give you that proper introduction about myself. So, I moved to Ireland at the age of 10. I was just going on to 11. And it was a shock. It was a shock to me. You have to understand, in the same way that most of you listening would not understand a Caribbean lifestyle, you wouldn't understand the laid back, chilled. You know, we don't take anything too serious as such. Okay, some people do. That's a generalization. Some people do take life very serious. So we go at a slower pace. We say hello to people in the morning. We're not in too much of a rush. I don't see. I don't see a lot of people running unless it's for track, like Usain Bolt. <laughs> like I don't. I don't remember seeing people just running for things <laughs> in my childhood. Like <laughs> running for the bus. No, it's like there's another one coming. And, you know, that's the way I saw that. So coming over here and commented the big smoke in Ireland, um, Dublin, I kind of find that everything changed. A lot changed so quickly. Firstly, I'm a black woman. I am an I'm emigrant. I'm coming into Ireland and I'm looking at, looking around and there's no one like me. There was one other black family in Dunny Kearney. And you might say, sure, that doesn't matter, but it does matter because you want to see somebody who looks like, you want a bit of relatability in your life. So i uh, began this journey of trying to fit in and adapt to my new life and it somehow ended up in a low self-esteem which I was trying to uphold with things. I liked spending money. I still like spending money. And when I didn't have enough money to spend, I got loans. And I got loans upon loans upon loans. If I wanted it, I bought it. Even, I feel like that's in some way a love language. I don't know if that is a love language, but I like buying things for people. I like being able to pay for that round. I like, I like that sense of importance that it gives me to a certain point. But I didn't like the outcome. It left me with bad money habits, guys. I bought things just because it was possible to buy them. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about anything after my purchase. Sometimes I didn't think about the I bought. I just loved the whole feeling of going and buying stuff. You know what, guys? I feel that even though it came to a halt in 2018, I had a split in a relationship. I have two young kids. I was just going out my mind with stress. I had a nervous breakdown. And finally, I woke up at one point in 2019 and thought, you know what? Something has to change. Something has to change. I need to change up this script. I need to take control of my life and I need to be there for my kids, most importantly. So I don't know. I feel that this gives me some sort of qualifications in some way to talk about the many topics that we're going to go into. And one of them is money, because in 2019, I became a debt slayer and I decided that I was going to clear 15,027 in debt in that one year. And you know what, guys? I did. And that's why I always say to people, I have survived many blows in my life. Thankfully, none I have regretted fighting through. I kind of now view life as a Pandora box. You can't really shock me. I just don't get shocked anymore. I don't want to say I'm non-judgmental because that's really hard. That's really hard depending on how you're brought up, who's around you, what's your environment. It's really, really hard to be non-judgmental. But I really try not to. I try to be empathetic before I judge because you never... You never know where your life is going to end up. Our life is a Pandora box. We never know what's going to come out next. And the person you're judging might just be the person you might need to help you in the next chapter. And I genuinely believe that. And you know what? I'm proof of that. I used to judge people because they're on social welfare and I wasn't. And then I needed a one-parent family. And then I was asking anybody who could help me because I didn't know how to get along with that. So that's something I would say. I'm going through a bit of a career change. I've been going through that since my debt-free journey, since I've cleared all these debts. Um, and it's led me to, oh, you're ready. I now write a column in Irish Country Magazine. I have been on the biggest shows in Ireland, um, Tommy Ternan Show the Late Late Show, the Ryan Turbody radio show. I've been on them all, Jennifer Zamparelli. I've been on so many shows. I've done so many things, so many podcasts. And lately, my latest one is my own podcast, of course, that you're listening to. And I've written my first book, The Money Mentor. And I'm extremely proud of it because I had no idea how to write a book, lads. Oh, my God, I did it. I was writing the book on Funky Monkey, St. Anne's. Anytime I got a minute, I'd put down a few hundred words on the sheet of paper. And it was basically just to illustrate how I cleared my debt, what I did, you know, and it's gone down well, apparently. Well, I don't really want to know if it's not. Okay. (laughs) no, I do. That's how you learn. like we said just before, throw it at me, I'll learn from it. I really do think that, though, as a single mother and at the age of thirty nine I really don't know everything and I've, the more things that I've gone through is the more that I've realized, Jesus, you haven't a clue, like girl, you have not got a clue, and I think that is something that we should all be saying to ourselves because then you open up the pathways of learning and you open it you open up the dialogue to talk about things. A lot of people would describe me as strong. But I think that's wrong. It's a, oh, I'm a poet and I don't even know it. I think that's a wrong description of me. I think that it's inaccurate because a lot of the times we see, you know, especially in the Black community, we we love giving the role to a Black woman as a strong Black woman. And I think that's really wrong. I think that isn't shouldn't be the case because everybody has vulnerable moments. Everybody has moments of weakness. Everybody has moments of, um, bad decision-making. And I think when you say, oh, you're a strong black woman or you're a strong woman or you're a strong man, then you're not leaving room for error. You know, you're not leaving room for that person to mess up. It's, it's almost like pressure. Like no one is good, good at hundred percent at anything. It's like, I can't be strong every minute. Sometimes I want a good cry and cry I do. Cry I do. I don't think I cried for a lot of my life. And then at 25, I just never stopped crying. My best friend would tell you, you cried, girl, and then you never stopped crying. So, and I don't think that's a mark of strength or maybe it is. Maybe sometimes it is of strength. I don't know. I'd love your opinion on that. Tears? Even tears are release, though. So maybe it is a mark of strength. But um, I cleared, I want to go back to my debt-free journey. I cleared 15,027 in debt. And that was powerful, guys. And through that power was a lot of vulnerable moments. I had to tell my parents that I messed up. I'm the oldest child. So I like to be seen as, you know, doing well. I like to be the person who goes, Here's 20 euro, buy yourself a few drinks, ma'am. For me to admit, we are genuinely struggling and I can't cope with it mentally anymore. I think was one of the hardest things for me to do. For me to admit to my friends, I, I'm in trouble. And this time it's 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 bad. And you know, and to take accountability to say, no one put me in this situation. I put myself by making bad decisions, bad, 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 bad decisions, and here I am now with a load of debt, with two young kids, with 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 all these bills going out, and no way of fil- of catching up, or so I thought. And um, that I don't know. That was the hardest thing. Coming onto Instagram then was much easier at my page, the Caribbean Dub, and because <laughs> I'm a dub from the caribbean um like i don't know why i had to explain that um yeah i went on my page on instagram and it was only about 200 people following me which is friends and family and people i worked with and i announced to them hey look i'm in debt i have a problem i'm 15,000 in debt and i'm struggling to pay it off and i think that a lot of people that I knew we were really shocked by that because we don't talk about money. And a lot of people say it's an Irish thing. It's not, it's a worldwide thing. For some reason, it's been instilled in us that we only talk about money when it's when it's the positive. Or as a way of almost belittling ourselves. Like if you think of asking somebody, where'd you get that? Pennies, two euro, it's almost like that's a lovely top on you. Instead of saying thank you, we say oh, oh yeah, I got it here. And it wasn't that much. I don't know. Like we throw out money. We talk about money in a way that sometimes it's either really bragful or it's almost like embarrassed. If people have money, they're embarrassed to say it or they're really boastful about it. But that's a whole other conversation. And, you know, a lot of us attribute money, like our network, to our our net worth, to our self-worth, which is really wrong, which is something that I did to a certain point, but it's really wrong. It's a really wrong way of thinking. And I hope if you come away from this episode with anything is to think that, you know, you cannot, you cannot, you are so like, there's like literally a three billion to one chance of you being created. And you can't, you can't just get another one of you. No money, no thing, no nothing is going to make you better. Now, do you need money? Yes, you do. And that's financial wellness. It's admitting that we do need money, but, uh, but also learning how to manage it and how to plan with it, most importantly. And I always think like, you know, money is basically a car. You know, when you do a budget that is, that is the roadmap, but you're always the driver. You're in the driver's seat. You're gonna tell your money where to go. And although we have a lot of shame everywhere with money, it's imp- it's it's really is possible to change that. I have been canvassing to talk about money and canvassing, talking about, you know, financial wellness, because I think this is something that's overlooked and it's something that, like I said before, we don't talk about, but when you don't talk about it, you create a scenario which is shame-based and people are not willing to be honest then about things that they need, like talking about money or like good money management skills. It's shocking that right now in schools, you know, we don't have a curriculum Where people can just talk about money. If you think about it, it's the last taboo. We have sexual education now. We talk about religion. We don't talk about money, and you need it. It's a currency of life. You know, we need we need it to go. We need it to survive these day to day life expenses. Yet we have no clue how to manage it. And I do think that it's probably because money having money is fairly new. You know. A lot of the world was in poverty for a long time. A lot of the world is now. And I think since the Celtic Tiger, in Ireland in particular, where you had this rush and this surge of cosmopolitan living and coffee drinking and excess, you know, surplus in the bank and credit readily available to us all, that we got drunk on it. We got drunk and we didn't know how to manage it. And we still do, but it's really really young when you think about us managing money, when you think about us literally getting to grips with our financial wellness. And, you know, I do think that is self-care and that's something that I'm going to be touching on time and time again. And with all my little, my little, oh, no guests be coming on here. You go little guests with all my guests. It'll be conversations that I will somehow inject a conversation about money. But me making this podcast actually is stands for bigger things because I'm a Black woman. I'm making a podcast and I'm an immigrant. And I think that I am qualified in many areas that a lot of people and a lot of peers, a lot of my peers wouldn't be. And I think that with my openness to learning and I'm not afraid to uh, ask the raw, the the raw and the awkward question, or aqu- awkwardly ask these questions. I might say, I'm not afraid to to find out where exactly do I fit in this world. You know, sometimes I feel like I've done everything right. You know, I have to a certain point. You know, got the house, got the car, did the job, got the babies. Okay, and then I'm at 39 thinking. I haven't really lived. <laughs> like You know, I thought I knew so much in my 20s. I thought I had it all mapped out. And now I feel like, you know what, life isn't about being a map. and I don't want to be put into a cookie jar or be a cookie cutter family, even though, you know, it's hard for the kids at times. And I'll, I'll touch on this briefly. If you're a single mom or single dad, it is hard at times where you're burdening so many things, so many decisions. I have decision fatigue all the time because I have to make so many decisions in probably an hour that most people wouldn't even make in a day. It gets tiring and it gets hard, but I know that it's worth it and I'm fully capable. And it's actually a strength to say when you're not capable and ask for help. And that's how my money journey began with me asking for help and You know, after a very tough year, just me being open to the people that were around me and it ended up with me clearing all that money and learning techniques and meeting lifelong friends and coming through it, really questioning everything about my life and everything about who I thought I was and the qualities I valued in me and created new values, created new money values. You know, used to be my money value used to be money is a comfort blanket. Now it's security, stability. You know, those are the words that I'm I'm, I'm associating with money. So if you love money, just know why. That's all I would say. If you love money, know why. But I want to talk about other things as well. I'll be introducing the no spend days, which are days that you spend no money. And a lot of people think I'm mad. And if you're one of them, you need to understand how crazy it is for one day for you not to spend money How crazy it is for you to hear that me not spending money for one day is shocking. And you understand the world that we're living in, which is the consumer jungle. So I really hope that you find this podcast interesting. There's going to be a few topics that I'm going to be focusing on. And it's not going to always be about money. Like I said, it's about lifestyle behind the budget. I really want this to be something that you'll understand why the numbers are needed. A lot of times we do a budget and especially for me, I'm emotionally led. So you can tell me, Santa, if you just save 500 euro, you'll be fine. Or you can tell me if you save 500 euro, you'll be able every month or et cetera, you'll be able to have the homestead that you've always dreamed of. And your kids will be able to run wild in the back garden. And you can look at them and all their friends playing from your kitchen window. That will make me save that 500 euro. I'll think about it. <laughs> like, you know, I'll really give it a good thought. So I think that is the way I see money. And I feel like let's keep having open conversations. All the things that absolutely terrible. And we're all in this together. So you hold my hand. I'm going to hold your hand. And basically, I'm that kid that you push forward. And I awkwardly ask the questions that you'd like to know. But we're all going to learn together. Although I'm going to be a little bit um, scared. I don't know. (laughs) So grab your cup of tea or a glass of wine and come for a chat behind the yellow door. Peace and light. Thank you so much for tuning into Behind the Yellow Door podcast. If you're interested in further information on the topics that we spoke about today, please refer to the show notes. Don't forget to hit the follow button on this app to help us grow our podcast and reach more amazing people just like you. Finally, I'd appreciate you leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on and sharing the podcast with family and friends as it supports us to grow and reach new audiences. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Peace and light.